welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. This is Sarah, but I also this is Katie. This intro that just happened. Okay, I, you guys, I didn't tell Sarah about this opening hymn <laughs> that I was going to play because uh, I wanted to surprise her and you. So hopefully it wasn't too loud and hopefully you could tell what that was. Could you tell what it was, Sarah? Yeah, I was doing the little motions, like the hand gestures that we learn. <laughs> yeah, so righteously, and then it's like you fold your your hands right and do the righteously. Yeah, yeah exactly. so listeners, if you're if you didn't grow up Mormon or were never Mormon, that was a remix of a primary song that children sing um, at church, and it's called Book of Mormon Stories. And I found it, and I was obsessed, because the whole song is really cool, actually. It gets into some really cool remixes. And it was made by, uh, I'm going to give him a shout-out. His name is Jared Ray Gilmore. I asked him, I messaged him and asked him if I could share it, and he said yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's an ex-Mormon, because uh, underneath the song, he wrote, it's a remix of songs that's from his childhood that still haunt him. So I thought that was really cool and a good way to open this episode. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Shout out to this man who created an amazing remix. I was kind of getting crunk with it. Like I was like, oh, oh it gets, yeah, it gets real good. Maybe we'll play some more when we're finishing up for the outro because yeah, it makes you want to dance a bit. And the cover art for it is super cool. It's uh, it's a guy that doesn't have a shirt on, and he's smoking. I don't know if it's a joint or a cigarette, but he's smoking that. And then on his on his chest is a tattoo of the facsimile from the Book of Abraham. You know no. the one. Yes, it is so cool. I'll have to share it on our social media because it is it is awesome. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. Ah. I hope he makes more songs and we can use more of them. Yeah, he said when I messaged him, he said he was working on some more. So I'll let you guys know if I hear more from him. But yeah, search him on. He said he's on SoundCloud. So just search Jared Ray Gilmore on SoundCloud. Also, I was going to just link uh, link his SoundCloud in our show notes. So if you want to check out his music, just go there. Ah, perfect. Um, Speaking of shout outs, I don't know if we have. Any new Patreon members join this month, but as always, thanks to the ones who have subscribed and who um, are lovely supporters every month. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, go to Patreon and join us if you want to help support the show. It's just patreon.com slash Mormon. Another Ooh. shout out that I yeah. want to do really quick is to our friend Jake who oh. made, he made us, I think you probably all have seen it if you follow us on Instagram, but he drew a picture of us. It's me and Sarah, and we are in witch hats, and he wrote Not So Molly Coven on it, oh. and it was so cute. I am obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it, too, and I, like, I couldn't stop, like, I mean, you guys, it was, it's it's the background on my phone right now, which maybe <laughs> makes me a bit narcissistic. But I was just like, I love it so much. This is great. And also, we giggled. And I sent Jake this message as well. Katie, maybe you read it. But as soon as I saw it, <laughs> so I woke up and looked at the message. And I saw this, like, artwork, which is great. And I was like, wait, is that supposed to be us? Like, is the, am I the blonde one? And then he's like, yeah. And I show my boyfriend. I was like, obviously, my tits are out. Or, like, they're the focus <laughs> of the picture. And, and my boyfriend's like, well, yeah, because your tits are, like, always out. And I'm like, touche. The girls are, they're, they're out. I'm just embracing them. I thought because, he captured you know, us perfectly. He captured our <laughs> essence perfectly. I loved it. I am obsessed. Like, any other... This is so lame of me to even ask, but I love artwork. Like, I'm that emo that, like, will buy or put every, like, local artwork on my wall. Like, Katie has seen my apartment. It's like, <laughs> I just want all the things. 
Um, yeah. So if anyone else is like an amazing, artistic, lovely human being and wants to do more, like send them in. I know we have some, yeah, I know we have some really awesome, like, artists as followers, so if you ever want, if you ever feel so inclined, uh, feel free to send us your stuff, and we'll shout you out on social media, Um, because we love it. Who wouldn't love that? That's very flattering and lovely. (laughs) I know. It's just so cute. Um, so there's that. And then as always, just thanks to everyone else who likes us and supports us and gives us shout outs. We had a few people give us stories, which is really nice. And as always, leave us a review, a nice review <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes. And um, yeah, give us five stars because the more it's funny, like we're we're getting more and more the ratings and you can tell like it's helping more people to discover the podcast too in our little community so that's cool yeah I think that's it other than I am going to give a little heads up as I told Katie before so you guys (laughs) kind of muscle between my ribs like one of my I don't know which one it is and so I'm super painful and the more I breathe like if I have to do deep breaths it's like stabbing pain to my <laughs> rib area and lungs so I'm sorry in the middle of this you hear me go ow it's because it's like my first reaction every time when I breathe in and I forget and it's really painful I'm just like ow ow so oh, heads up on thing. that um and if you want to know how I did it you can email because I'm not going into this one on the podcast <laughs> Yeah, if you want to know how she sprained her rib muscle, just <laughs> slide into our DMs because, yeah. Um, and I've noticed, sorry, listeners, if you've noticed, I noticed, I think the connection, the connection was slightly spotty there for a second, but I think we were able to hear everything you said. So, sorry about it. We're not going to re-record. Thanks for sticking through. Yeah. <laughs> know what we're saying just message us and we can uh we can explain it although to be honest I probably won't remember what I was talking about so it's usually how it goes um okay so are we ready for the main topic of our podcast today yes wait what (laughs) I think our connection is being kind of shitty um is your internet uh, is your internet strong over there? <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, you just were going in and out there for a second, and so who knows? It could be Brigham Young's ghost again. Remember how he used to mess with us a lot with our connection? <laughs> I hope that's <laughs> It was him, slash I also think it was because I had my VPN on for the U.S., and I totally forgot about that, and sometimes it fucks up when we record if I don't switch it to, like, turn it off. Does that okay. make sense? That totally is what it was. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We can, we can give Brigham Young the credit, though, but I think, <laughs> listeners, I think you understand what we were saying, and that was just the intro, so here we go. Um, <laughs> so today's topic... I decided, since I opened with that that little uh, children's hymn, we're going to talk about Book of Mormon stories, and one in particular. Um, but I wanted to start with, I wanted to read the lyrics of that primary song so we can kind of talk about what it means and explain to people if maybe they don't know anything about the Book of Mormon. So I have the lyrics up here. And oh, I'm so excited. We can go through them. Okay. So it's going to be hard for me to not sing it. Uh, Book of of Mormon stories that my teacher tells to me are about the Lamanites in ancient history. Long ago, their fathers came from far across the sea, given this land if they lived righteously. I'm already Uh, singing it in my head, by the way. Yeah. So listeners, uh, yeah. They literally teach this in Sunday school and they well they sing this in Sunday school and they teach these stories in Sunday school. So I thought it was interesting how 
it's Book of Mormon stories that my teacher tells to me. So it's like being taught as a fact when mm-hmm. y'all know none of this stuff actually ever happened. But it says it's about Lamanites in ancient history, which is about Native Americans, they claim. Um, but none of this stuff ever happened. So here's the second verse. Lamanites met others who were seeking liberty, and the land soon welcomed all who wanted to be free. Book of Mormon stories say that we must brothers be given the land if we live righteously. Oh. Uh, and I think Sarah was going to point out, or maybe you have said in a previous episode, how some of these hand gestures that the yes. children do. Because <laughs> uh, they have hand gestures as they sing the song, and they're pretty racist. Because they're super racist. Yeah. And uh, like they even have like don't they? Because I I was gonna say this when I was in the beginning in case the episode actually did record and it wasn't fucked up because of my <laughs> horrible technology skills. Um, like when Katie, when we first heard that song, like I instantly started doing the hand motions and I was like, God, those are so racist. So basically it's like mocking or or trying to imitate a Native American and they even do like, isn't there a point where they do the two fingers behind the head? Yeah. Like as if it's feathers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I wonder if they still do that. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure that they do. Yeah. Okay, next verse. Alma was rebellious and he fought against the right. Then one day an angel came to turn him to the light. Struck before his brethren, Alma learned humility. Then he taught in the land righteously. So they think that all of these people are real. I'm just reiterating <laughs> that. this These are things that happen in the Book of Mormon and little children are being indoctrinated. Um, okay, fourth verse. Don't forget Abinadi, who stood before the king, all chained up from head to toe, the gospel he did bring. If he would deny it, then the king would set him free. He was true, and he died righteously. Oh, my God. Oh! Okay, Ugh. now the verse I want to get to that we're going to be talking about in our Sunday school lesson today, even though it's not Sunday. Um <laughs> So, verse 5, Ammon was a missionary serving Lamanites, tending King Lamoni's sheep for several days and nights. Robbers came, he saved the sheep by fighting fearlessly. He had learned he could live righteously. So, do you remember this story? I don't think so, no. Good, that'll make it even better to tell it. Yay, I love story time with Katie. It's my favorite. (laughs) I love story time, too. So grab a snack, and we're going to learn about the Book of Mormon character named Ammon. Ammon, which if any of you are ex-Mormon, I'm sure you knew about 10 Ammons growing up, because I did. We might even have listeners named Ammon, because... (laughs) Lots of uh, Mormon families name their children after characters in the Book of Mormon. And so if you ever leave, it, you know, there could be very well an Ammon who has left the church and listening now. Always. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ammon and Abinadi. Abinadi. Yeah. And I think I even knew like some Lehi's or Nephi's. Sounds Oh, similar. yeah. And obviously Brigham. Like I knew a few Brigham. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> The worst one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. But yeah, I actually don't know a lot about Ammon, so I'm really excited about this episode. Like I said, I knew a lot of people from BYU who were called Ammon, um, but yeah, don't know much about the story. Okay. So I went on to the churchofjesuschrist.org because they're no longer LDS.org, and (laughs) I got the actual lesson that is from the Book of Mormon stories that they teach to children. So this is what Sarah and I were taught growing up and what little kids are taught, um, yeah, all over in the Mormon church. Because I was just going to read it to you from the scriptures, but let's get real, that's boring AF because there's (laughs) so many, like so much repetition and annoying words to get through. 
But Katie, then I would be able to talk like how I do in my journals. <laughs> you would go, wow, the truth is true. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote in like thee and thou and oh, good Lord. Okay, sorry. No, you're Continue. good. Continue. Okay, so the story starts out. It says, the four sons of Mosiah left Zarahemla to teach the Lamanites the gospel. That's kind of loaded all from the very beginning. So if you don't know anything about uh, the Mormon, like the Book of Mormon. So Mosiah is like a big character in the Book of Mormon. He had four sons. They were living in Zarahemla, which is a fake place, but <laughs> Mormons think it's real. Um, and these four brothers, they decided they were going to be missionaries and teach the gospel that, you know, Jesus Christ was going to come to the Americas. And mm-hmm. so they each went to a different city. And Ammon went to the city of Ishmael. Um, and remember, these are the good guys. So Ammon is white. And he's of a Nephite. Yeah. Wait, pause. Sorry, side note. Isn't Ishmael the name of a literary character in Moby Dick? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Joseph Smith, you're so clever. Joseph Smith is so original. Oh, also, mind you, keep in mind, you guys, this story that's happening, Joseph Smith made it up as he was looking into a hat at a rock, and he's, like, telling this to someone to write down, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> as Ammon get, gets to this land of Ishmael, he the Lamanites that were living there tie him up and take him to their king because the Nephites and the Lamanites didn't like each other. And as we know, which I hate to say out loud, but the Lamanites were brown because they were quote unquote cursed Ugh. because they were evil. Well, wait, uh, sorry. One more, one more interjection. I'm uh, listeners don't hate me. No, but keep interjecting. <laughs> but this just makes me think of like the fact that it's so cringy for us to even bring up, and we're two white women. So imagine I like know. people of color in in the church who are still participants and like active. And it makes me think of we got this message on Instagram from this listener. I don't know how many weeks ago, like two weeks ago, who was mm. arguing mm. that the church isn't racist and he yeah. wasn't white. And I was a bit like, I I don't feel like it's our place to like call that to your attention. But like also there's a lot of racism in the church. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I ended I wrote back and forth with him a little bit because he was saying that he hadn't experienced racism in the church. And I was like, well, that's great. I'm so happy you haven't. But the the book you believe to be holy is, in fact, entirely based on racism and the foundation of church history is racist. And I don't think he quite grasped what I was trying to say. And I was trying to do it in the nicest way possible. So I ended up just agreeing to disagree because I didn't think he understood what I was saying. Yeah, I think he was in full like missionary mode where it was yes. more like he wanted to bear testimony rather than listen yeah. and receive so right. it was just constant like bearing testimony bearing <laughs> testimony but not even acknowledging what Katie was saying or like the point she was making yeah. um but anyways it just kind of hurt my heart because I was a bit like oh I feel I like uh, yeah <sighs> like turning that blind like a blind well, eye to it, you know, you a know, bit. When, when I was an active Mormon and I, and I would hear these stories in primary and even when I was older, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that they were racist, even though they so blatantly are, you know, it's, yeah, it's your condition to just think that the white people are just the good people. And that's just how it is when even just saying that sentence is racist. So yeah. Exactly. And again, especially as like we're two white women, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was like easy to be like, oh, yeah, that's not too racist. But then as you get older and you're like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> wait a sec. <laughs> that's Pump those right. brakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So Ammon was tied up by these Lamanites and brought to the king. His name is Lamoni or 
Lamoni, if we're going to go the Italian route. <laughs> so they bring him to the king, and, and Ammon tells the king that he wants to live there in the land of Ishmael. He wants to live among the Lamanites. And Lamoni was like, really? You want to live here? And he's like, yeah, I really like it here. I'd like to stay. So they untie him. And something that they don't mention in the children's version is that Lamoni says that he would like Ammon to marry one of his daughters. And Ammon is like, (laughs) Ammon is like, nah, I'm good. I think I'd rather be your servant. (laughs) What? Yeah, he doesn't take the daughter, which is very interesting. Yeah, interesting little side note. Um, So I don't know if he just wasn't into women or just wasn't into that woman. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I bet. Oh, that would be really interesting to look into, actually. I mean, of course, Joe Smith's, like, imagination wrote this. So I guess he's (laughs) the only one who could tell us, like, what his sources were. But hey, J-Dog, ghost of J-Dog, could you tell us what <laughs> is Ammon's sexual preference? We want to know. And we um, not that it's any it, of no our business, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so the King Lamoni agrees that he can stay and live there and be one of his servants, and he, the task he gives him is to watch over his flocks. So he goes out into the field and he's watching the flocks. And, you know, in that primary song, it says that they're flocks of sheep. And in pretty much every story or like, I guess, depiction of this, they look like either sheep or goats of some kind, which is interesting because those didn't exist in ancient Americas when this is supposedly taking place. But anyway. Oh, my God. I just. I forget about this stuff because I was so ignorant then. Like, I, okay, continue. Yeah, like, the only thing that would be, like, big herds back then would have maybe been, like, bison. But you can't, like, those have never been domesticated, like, in a way. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, Ammon goes out to herd these sheep. We'll just call them sheep. And he's with a couple other servants that are the, the other servants of King Lamoni. And... While they're tending the flocks, some robbers show up, and the robbers are there to steal the king's sheep, because apparently they're super valuable, or whatever. So so the robbers scare the sheep, and the sheep disperse, like, all over, and and the servants are like, oh no, what are we going to do? We need to get, get these sheep back, we have to protect them from these robbers, um, and the servants were super scared because in the past, the king had killed any servants who had lost his sheep. So I'm pausing right here, Sarah, because I'm going to send you a picture oh, on, your, wait. on your phone of what the Mormon church depicts as these servants and then Ammon. So here, I'm sending it over right now. And you can see how they show it's so racist. The the Lamanite servants are, yeah, Whoa. just depicted as Native Americans Whoa. in like the most cartoonish way. And then look at the freaking white guy with the white Mormon missionary haircut wearing a freaking t-shirt like that. Like, they you say, guys. do you? Yeah, <laughs> give me your thoughts. <laughs> I'm I'm in shock. Like I just and this is on their official website. Like this is what they say really happened. This man, this white man really existed and looked like that amongst the Lamanites. Oh. I know. I'll I'll post it up on our social media so you guys can see or you can go check it out on there. Like he's on even wearing a scarf, you guys. He's wearing like It looks like a silk orange and yellow (laughs) scarf around his white top, like his white t-shirt. Does he not look like a 1980s, like, dorky dad that could be, like, a member of the bishopric? Uh, yeah, for sure. And then it just, 
it freaks me out how they have the audacity to portray the Lamanites like that, too. Like, ugh. Anyway, so, okay, so the servants who were with Ammon were scared because King Lamoni had killed his other servants who had lost animals to these robbers. And then Ammon decides, let's see, I'll just read this. It says, Ammon knew this was his chance to use the Lord's power to win the hearts of the Lamanites, and then they would listen to his teachings. (laughs) So, he told the other servants to go gather the animals, and he would take care of the robbers because the robbers were still around, right? Like, they hadn't left. They were still trying to steal the sheep. So the other servants go to round the animals back up, and (laughs) Ammon (laughs) decides he's going to single-handedly wipe out all these robbers, just a bunch of these robbers, okay? So they come running after him because they're like, fuck this guy. We're taking these sheep. We can take him out. (laughs) And it says, the power of God was with Ammon. He hit and killed some of the robbers with stones, which made the the robbers very angry. So it shows in the picture that he's slingshotting stones towards these robbers and apparently kills some of them okay okay wait you know who he looks like just to give you guys a visual (laughs) if you're listening to this before katie posts um the picture is he looks like that character from mad tv stewart is that his name i i don't know i don't (laughs) but i wouldn't i'm gonna send it to you while you're talking so you can see and listeners you'll know who i am it's like this character that's like a grown ass man who's like still in kid clothes. Oh, like he's yeah. like a, a child, but he's like a grown ass man. <laughs> you guys, just, imagine just with a slingshot just out there with this band of robbers, and he's just slingshotting them down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this made the robbers super mad. And so then, apparently, they tried to kill Ammon with their clubs. But every time a robber would run and charge up towards Ammon, guess what he did? He whipped out his sword, and he cut off every single one of their arms. What? Just cut off their arms. Just was like, bye, arms. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, arms. Um, <laughs> ow. <laughs> I think oh. it's, um, <laughs> I just also imagine, like, this really cheesy action movie, which my boyfriend, who's British, always teases me. He's like, God, that's so American, where, like, they shoot a thousand times and never hit the person, like, yeah. the good person. Yeah. It's also the same as, like, if the bad guys go and fight the one good guy. It's like they all wait their turn before attacking. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. They're like lining up. They <laughs> run at him. And he has a sword, which, by the way, swords didn't exist in this time period either. But in the Book of Mormon, they do. And <laughs> he cuts off their arms and lets them bleed out to death. And not also, he piles up the arms. In a big pile of severed, dismembered arms. This could be a horror movie if you think about it. <laughs> and this is in, like, this is on the website in the children's story. Yes, this is what they tell the children. And then in the next slide, the other servants who were with Ammon, they were like, whoa, dude, you cut off everyone's arms to save the sheep. And he- He's like, yes, the power of God was with me. So they gather up, <laughs> they gather up all the severed arms in this huge bag. I mean, it's like tons of arms, and they take the arms to the king. And it shows in this picture on the website, they're opening like this parcel of severed arms and showing it to King Lamoni. Which, what? how gory is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and they were, so the servants were like, look what Ammon did. But 
Ammon's nowhere to be found, but they just wanted to go show the king, like, look, he protected your flocks by cutting off all of these guys' arms. And the king was like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm kind of scared of this dude, which who wouldn't be? He is a serial killer at this point. (laughs) So he's like, okay, well, I should probably ask him what's up. Maybe he has some magical powers. So they go and they get Ammon, who is just being a... Okay, how psycho is this? You just cut off a buttload of people's arms, and guess what he was doing? He was what? just he was just mildly tending to the horses. What? <laughs> he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't even with the sheep anymore even in the story. He was, like, hanging out with the horses, and the servants went and got him, and they're like, hey... Um, the King Lamoni would like to see you because he knows about the arms. And so Ammon's like, okay, I'll go see him. And he walks in and they're looking at each other. And in the story, which I don't know why this is relevant, but in the story, they stare at each other for one hour without speaking. This is in the story. (laughs) Yes. What in the actual fuck? I cannot believe I never heard this story as a child. Or maybe I did and was just like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, this I'm is not absorbing this. Listeners, if you want to read it in the Book of Mormon, it's Alma chapter 17 through chapter 19. So it's wow. something that actually, like, if you're a true believing Mormon, you believe this literally happened. And you know what's sad is that I read the Book of Mormon, like, multiple times and I don't remember this at all so clearly when I read it it was like yeah 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 like well, yeah because it's it gets so dry and boring that you kind of just skim over and you look for the I guess inspirational quotes to highlight and then you're like okay I did my scripture reading I'm done you know yeah exactly <laughs> and I also just sent you this this gif <laughs> Katie, oh when you were talking about cutting off the arms and only <laughs> the arms, it made me think of Monty Python, like, yes. in the Holy Grail, yes, with I that did. one guy that's like, no, I can keep going, I can keep going, he's like, but you don't even have your arms, like, he, like, slices off his arm, and he's just, like, still going. <laughs> that's amazing, yeah. <laughs> that was Ammon he was just like let me cut off all the arms left and right <laughs> so good so while the king and Ammon were just like staring at each other awkwardly for an hour eventually and it's claimed that the Holy Ghost helped Ammon to read the king's mind and he was like You don't need to be afraid of me. I'm not the great spirit, as they put it, which also that seems racist to me because it's like they're just ripping (laughs) off from Native American culture. But he's like, don't be afraid of me. I'm just a man. But I, you know, I've I I am. What what did he say? Like I was led by God or whatever. And the king was like, "Uh, I'll give you. Anything you want, if you tell me how you defeated all those robbers, like all those robbers. And again, Ammon just says, you just need to believe me. Like, I swear to you, it's it's God and it's my white God, not your great spirit. It's white God. It's heavenly celestial Jesus. (laughs) What? The, The great spirit doesn't exist. It's white Mormon God. And that's what, you know sent me here and that's why I have these powers and I have come to save you all from your sins essentially anyways Ammon yeah Ammon said that he'd been called by God to preach the gospel so this is another story that's like often taught to tell little kids that like they need to prepare to go on a mission because that's what Ammon did and Ammon was protected and protected by God and was able to cut off all the arms so Isn't that cool? Don't you want to go on a mission? (laughs) Okay. So King Lamoni believed him. 
And he was like, oh, my, I've been living wrong this whole time. I've been worshiping the wrong God this whole time. So he started to pray and ask to be forgiven for worshiping the wrong God. And then he fell to the ground and appeared to be dead. Just. Oh, my God. I do remember this story. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. They carried him to his bed like the servants carried him to his bed and laid him there and they just let him lay there for three days like, right and he couldn't talk right like he was like no but everyone thought he was dead like people were like okay we need to start planning a funeral or something because this is getting weird there's just like the dead king lying there and his wife um the queen she didn't believe that her husband was dead. I think in the scriptures it even says something like, he doth not stinketh or something. Like she was, <laughs> he's not decomposing. He's not stinky. I think he's still alive. Oh my God. <laughs> and so she had heard that like Ammon was this super powerful guy that was sent by God. So she went to find him and she found him and she was like, hey, can you help me? My husband, I think he's still alive, but he's just laying there. And Ammon said he knew that Lamoni was under the power of God and like receiving a vision of God. He wasn't dead and he would wake up the next day. And lo and behold, he did. Lamoni woke up the next day and said that he had seen Jesus. <laughs> hey guys, sorry, I was just on a little vacay in my mind for three yeah. days. I just needed all little... Jesus. <laughs> I just needed a little hashtag self care. Self care. <laughs> Jesus came into my mind while I laid here, and it was nice. I feel very rejuvenated. Yeah, he like showed me all these other planets that we're gonna get, and he also showed me the Holy Ghost, which you guys. <laughs> He literally can go around the world, but he has a curfew of 12 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) That's when he has to be in bed. (laughs) Also, it showed me this guy, Joseph Smith, is going to live a long time from now, and he's totally not going to lie and make up that we all (laughs) existed. (laughs) So in the primary story version, they skip a bunch of things in the next part, but basically... I can't remember exactly what happens, but it's something to the effect of, like, the king and the queen and even Ammon are all, like, overcome with the spirit and they faint. And, like, the whole everyone in the royal court faints except for this servant girl named Abish. Do you remember her? (laughs) It sounds like you're saying, like, she's such a bish. Like, son of a bish. (laughs) Such a bish. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and the only reason she doesn't faint is because she already has a testimony of this white, heavenly Jesus thing. And so she sees everyone faint in the court, and she's like, oh, I need to go get the town. I need to go alert the town and tell them all that everyone's fainted so they can come see how powerful the Holy Ghost is. So she gathers everyone up, but as soon as everyone gathers, they're like, this wasn't the Holy Spirit. This is wicked, blah, blah, blah. And one of the um, brothers of a guy that, sorry, <laughs> that was very like convoluted, but so a brother of one of the guys that Ammon had cut the arm off of was in the uh-huh. congregation and was like, that's the guy who cut my brother's arms off and let him ble- bleed to death. So he goes over there with his sword and he's about to cut Ammon's head off and then he's struck dead by God and he, <laughs> to oh. show that, like, Ammon is untouchable and protected by God. And, um, wow. yeah. Wait, and, can I just say it's amazing that Celestial Jesus and Mormon God, Heavenly Father, can, like, find the time to help Ammon when he's about to get, like, sli- his head sliced off, even though he, like, murdered all these other people. <laughs> Like, he finds the time to help him, but he doesn't help all these, like, victims around the world who are, like, innocent children, women, men, like, who just die yeah. Yeah. with, like, a natural, like, yeah, I just, 
it blows my mind that he's all of a sudden like, no, no, pencil me in, assistant, write this in my calendar. I need to make time to help Ammon. <laughs> and uh, yeah. everything else, you know, just push back a week or two. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell everyone that they have free will, but actually I'm just going to intervene when I want and when it makes a good story in the Book of Mormon. But we'll still just say everyone has free will, even though I didn't allow him to kill that guy. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Um, But basically, the story turns out that um, Ammon preaches the gospel to that whole land of Ishmael and Lamoni converts and all the people who repent of their sins get baptized. And it's like this supposedly lovely ending of this missionary tale of this brave Ammon who went into this area where there were scary people and he converted them. It's But what actually oh. what he did is he cut off their arms and fed them a bunch of lies. And also, it's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up. And it also makes me think of... I'm just going to quickly search this to make sure I have it correct. I want to say his name is St. George and the Dragon, but let me make sure. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd, and I did – so I studied English lit, but I also did, like, my specialty or whatever was medieval literature. So I'm obsessed with, like, saints and, like, old English and middle English. Yeah, I'm that nerd that used to, like, read old English. <laughs> so nerdy. Um <laughs> So, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So there's this this legend of St. George and the Dragon. Have you heard of this, Katie? No, I haven't. I can't wait. Okay, so basically this, so actually I think it was around like, let me just pull up the exact date because it's very old. It's like definitely, yeah, it says describes the real life, but he died in 303. Oh, okay. Um, so, but the earliest sources we have are like 11th and 12th century. So, if J Dog is in any way <laughs> <laughs> like scholarly and read this, maybe this is where the story is. But it's, but it's this idea that like the saint, he's like known for like slaying and like setting people free, like, you know, freeing these villages and blah, blah, blah. And this one town has. Like, this dragon that's just, like, killing people, and it's, like, constant. So they reach out. They're like, oh, we need help. So St. George, he arrives on his horse and sword, and he's like, okay, I will kill the dragon on one condition. And they're like, yeah, yeah, anything. And he's basically like, you have to convert to Christianity. Oh, And I will save you. Oh. So Yeah, so, which is, like, I remember studying this at BYU and thinking, like, what? That's so not Christian. Like, you would save them no matter what. Like, why do they have to convert to Christianity before you save the lives of all these people? Like, anyway, so yeah, so he slays the dragon, and then they all get converted to Christianity. So it made me think of, like, Ammon's story in that, right? Where, like, he saves them, and then all of a sudden they, like, convert to believing in this white celestial Jesus. Like, Yep. Uh, yeah, that that is the story, and oh, it just—it's crazy to me that when I was a believer, I never really picked up on how incredibly ridiculous all of it is, and I was just like, oh yeah, that's just the history. It's that totally happened, because um, it's quite obvious in every aspect that that did not happen ever. No. <laughs> But also, I think it's interesting that, like, I mean, you guys, I read I read the Book of Mormon, like, multiple times. The fact that I never, I never picked up on any of this. I only remember when the king is, like, repents of his ways and is, like, struck dumb for three days. Yeah. And then the story of, like, yeah, like, God steps in and, like, saves Ammon and everyone's like, oh, my God, it must be true. And they convert. <laughs> But all the other shit before, no memory, no recollection of any of that. All of the severed, bloody arms. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Like, does it say how many exactly he killed? No, I wish it did because I want a more exact picture. But as far as I know, it doesn't say exactly. Wow. But there were a lot. And... 
Oh, another thing that I thought was interesting, I was looking up a little bit of like problems with this story. And there's no way that because the how the Book of Mormon describes it is that he would cut off the arms with just like one whack, like quack, arm, whack, arm. Uh. But in reality, to get an arm off, you would have to like sit there and saw or like, you know, hatchet it off. It can't just come off with one clean wing, wing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you had like a samurai sword, which I, that's ignorant of me. Maybe that still doesn't count, but like it would have to be crazy sharp and heavy. <laughs> Who knows? And like you would have to have mad strength. He had some special celestial Jesus sword that just did it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I want a special Jesus sword. Me too. No fair. Ammon gets all the cool stuff. I know. Like that Ammon. cool scarf he was wearing. Guys, <laughs> that picture. It's my favorite. I was laughing out loud when I discovered it's that. So I was awful. like, they can't be serious. How is this on their website? Like anyone who looks at this is going to know how crazy like just racist and stupid this is (laughs) it's so fucking crazy I just can't believe and I kind of remember those books I want to say my mom had one of those books in our house like I want to I have it in my head it's like almost like a comic book but it's like a big book and each page has like illustration and text and it's like book of mormon stories yeah yeah yeah, because I remember she always wanted us to read it, and we were just like, meh. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> nah, we will just stick to reading actual comic books or, like, things that are interesting. So. Right. <laughs> Little did I know there were arms being cut off in the Book of Mormon stories. Yeah. If you had known that, you might have read more. <laughs> I mean, I might have even bought those, like, little figurines they have at the temple store. They have figurines at the temple store? <laughs> yeah, they're like action figures of Book of Mormon no. characters. How have I gone this long without knowing this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, unless I'm just making this up, but I'm like for sure that they have Book of Mormon like figurines at the temple store. I want one. Oh my gosh, I want one. You know what that reminds me of, too, is that they have, like, animated cartoon versions of Book of Mormon stories. And I found a couple on YouTube. It's so cringy, especially there's ones that kind of follow this exact illustration type. And they always have this white glowing light behind Ammon. And then the Lamanites are, like, dark. It's gross. Yeah, I remember watching them as a little kid. And not really thinking anything of it. And now I'm like, holy bonkers. That's just It's so creepy. And also, I just Googled it. And at LDS Bookstore, you can get a Nephi figurine. You can get, like, (laughs) all these different figurines. Can you get a Joseph Smith figurine? Or is it just Book of Mormon figures? Oh, my God. I I wish that they had. My gosh. I need it. So funny. I wish there were more women in the Book of Mormon because that's what I would get. I know. Oh, my God. It also has Captain Moroni, <laughs> Samuel the Lamanite. Oh, my wow. God. Ammon. They have Ammon. They have Ammon. Do they have it's, a bunch of, like, severed arms in a bag that he can yes. have as an accessory? No, it's even better. He's, like, this beefy white guy, which, okay, <laughs> really. He's like this beefy white guy with a sword in his hand and his foot is like resting beside a sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! And he's like bare chest with just like a loincloth on and he has his like sword and sheep. Guys. He's not wearing his garments. Uh Yeah, that's not garment approved. What the fuck? And they're all white. You guys, I can't make this shit up. They're all white. Like, it's all just... of these figurines, they're all white. Wow. Gross. And there aren't any women. There's, like, one woman. I think it's, like, Soraya. Oh, yeah. Because I think there's only a couple of women even named in the Book of Mormon, let alone, like, I'm going to make a figure out of her. <gasps> what? Katie. 
What? They have Joseph. No, Joseph they don't. Joseph the plates figurine. He, <laughs> what? He has plates? So it's Joseph Smith on his knees with the golden plates, and then the angel is, like, with his hand extended in front of him. This is amazing. I oh, wait, had, guys. <laughs> they they have um they have a character that's not white, but it's so racist. It's a stripling warrior. Oh god. And it's just all wrong. Oh, all god. bad. See, I would want to get my hands on one of these at like a thrift store because I wouldn't want to actually give the church money to buy one of these things. Oh, yeah. so I think it'd be hilarious to ironically own one. Oh, um, and of course Samuel the Lamanite is dark. Of course he is. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, guys, you guys, thank you for listening to our Book of Mormon stories sharing time. And <laughs> thank you, Katie, for giving us the story and and doing all the research and telling us all the things. It's delightful. Um, any thoughts before we close? <sighs> no, that's I think that's it. Um, yeah, no. Want me to play a little, I'll play a little bit more of the Book of Mormon Stories remix as we, as we leave so that people can remember how awesome it is and go check it out. Yay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye.